There is a war being waged right now for your soul that has been going on since the beginning of time. A war that started out of jealousy for God's creation, you and I. A war for power, and the enemy will stop at nothing. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy everything that God has created through you. It is time that you put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the schemes of the devil. The world we live in seems to promote the idea of tolerance. In fact, it seems the only sin is to say that someone else is wrong. Tolerance promotes the unbiblical philosophy that truth is determined by the individual person, rather the absolutes of God. When someone responds with, the Bible says not to judge, it is the flesh living contrary to the nature of their spirit. Genesis 4-7 and Galatians 5-17 This conviction of self tries to suppress the truth by saying, don't judge, because their idea of freedom is to do what they want, how they want, without the conscience getting in the way. This is extremely dangerous because one cannot reconcile their relationship with God through Jesus without accepting God's truth and the sin that they live in. So what does Jesus mean when he says, don't judge? The verse that is most commonly referred to about judgment is Matthew 7, 1 through 2. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. But the problem here is typically they stop with these two verses without any real knowledge of God's word and who we are called to be as image bearers of God. When we look at these two verses, it seems clear that in no way are we to judge others' actions, but if we read the following verses, Matthew 7, 3 through 5, we start seeing a new perspective. Jesus says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. The key word here is hypocrite. Jesus is condemning anyone who is judging another when they themselves are living in sin. Jesus goes on to say, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will be able to clearly see to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. By these verses, it's clear that we are to examine ourselves not only before we point out other people's sin, but every time we open our mouth, we should ask ourselves the question, am I living in sin as well? In no way is Jesus saying we are not to judge. Next, let's take a look at what the word judgment means. And I can almost guarantee you, if you write down what you feel the word judgment means and then look it up, you're going to be fairly surprised. The definition of judgment, the ability to make considered decisions or come to a sensible conclusion. It means that we look at a situation, compare it to the truth, or in this case, the word of God, and then speak in the authority given to us by God to help others see the wrong that they're living in. A Christian possesses some authority that enables him or her to do what God wants them to do. This authority is given through the Lord Jesus Christ because we as Christians are his commissioned representatives here on earth, acting as his mouth, hands, and feet. We must learn to follow him and exercise the authority he has given us to enable us to succeed in the task he has entrusted to us. Matthew 28, 19-20 tells us we have the authority to create disciples of all nations. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. We have the right to be Christ's ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. We have the right through grace to win spiritual battles against the enemy, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Jesus also tells us in Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Let's take a look at some biblical examples of how we are called to approach those that are living in sin. Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17 If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. The idea here is to win our friend over. And it's important to understand why we would continue to try to win them back with God's truth. Believers are not to be yoked with unbelievers, and this indicates a stubborn person is a believer, yet having a moment of the flesh for whatever reason. We can see this in John fifteen fourteen, where Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. So understand this is referring to a friend whom is a believer and a follower of Christ that for whatever reason is struggling with a hardened heart at the moment. When they won't listen to you, others, or the church, you are to unfriend them as their actions prove they are not a true believer because a true believer will submit to God's word regardless of their feelings. So do we have the right to speak out against the sin our fellow Christians are living in? And the answer is yes, we do. There is a difference between being judgmental, as in the ways of the Pharisees, whom were harsh and arrogant, making judgment about someone's behavior, and how we are called to bring light to sin. God wants us to speak the truth, but to do so in love and gentleness. 1 Corinthians 16.14 says, Let all that you do be in love. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. This also explains the reason we are to unfriend those who will not listen in Matthew 18, 17. Keep watch on yourself, 
lest you too be tempted. We are to remove ourselves to prevent from falling to the sin that they are living in. Salvation is that important. How hard is it to be around those living in sin and not indulge in it ourselves? If you hang around people that sin, not only are you approving of it, it's only a matter of time before you fall to it yourself. It's hard enough to restrain from sin all alone, more or less with external influences. Do we have the right to speak out against the sin of evil people? or expose evil. The Bible has quite a bit to say about exposing evil, those who choose to do evil, and those who choose not to listen to the truth of God's word. Ephesians 5, 11-12 says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. John seven twenty four: Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Titus 1, 10 through 13, for there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced since they are upsetting families by teaching for shameful game what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in faith. In Matthew 3, 7, when the Pharisees and Sadducees came to watch John baptize others, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Acts 13, 9-10, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elmas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? So as Christians, do we have the right and authority to speak out against uneducated sinners and evil people? In every way we have the right and authority because there is only one authority, and that's God himself. How do we determine who is merely uneducated, hard-headed, or those who are evil? This comes with studying God's word on what he deems lost and what he deems evil. The easiest way to determine this is once you bring someone's sin to light, they will hear what you have to say and correct themselves, or they will under no circumstances listen to what you are speaking. Remember Matthew 15. If a brother or sister sins against you, go to them and point out their sin. If they refuse to hear you, bring others. If they refuse to listen to them, take it to the church. And if they refuse to listen to the church, you are to treat them as a Gentile and tax collector. Matthew 10, 11 through 15, Jesus gives us more insight on how to carry ourselves for unbelievers who will not hear the word of God as he sends the 12 disciples out into the world to preach the gospel. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Now that we've uncovered the truth on this topic, I leave you with this question. If you are saved, why are you not living in the authority that you've been given by God? Why are you not dedicated to be a disciple of Christ? battling the evil that's emerging? Why are you afraid to speak on these topics to the world? Why do you carry yourself as if you don't know who Jesus is, or as if you haven't gotten on your knees to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Let's pray. 
Lord God, I thank you for your mercy and grace. Without it, I wouldn't have salvation in Christ. Lord, I seek to be bold in your truth and your word. I seek to express to the world the authority you've given me through Jesus Christ. Through Christ, I am called to be set apart, to be a disciple, to be bold, to be courageous, and put on the armor of God to battle the evil that rules this world. Without you, Lord Jesus, it's impossible for me to stand firm in your faith. Only with your spirit can I arise from the fire and become what you've created me to be. Lord, I seek your face, your favor, and your power. It's in your name I pray. Amen. I would like to thank you for joining me today. I hope this has helped open your eyes some on this topic. You know, this only covers a small portion of who we're called to be as Christians, and there is plenty more biblical scripture on how we are to approach judging others that are sinning. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider tithing to Warhorse Ministries at warhorsepodcast.com. We're a 501c3 nonprofit which helps people across the globe with food, clothing, Bibles, and more. Everything you donate is used to help keep people alive and well. Have a great day and God bless. There is a war being waged right now for your soul that has been going on since the beginning of time. A war that started out of jealousy for God's creation, you and I. A war for power, and the enemy will stop at nothing. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy everything that God has created through you. It is time that you put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the schemes of the devil.